we thought it'd be great to get somebody who's on the ground, who's got his ear very close to what's going on with San Diego State. That's Mark Ziegler. We've had him here on the program before. He uh, writes and, and follows uh, the Aztecs, the San Diego Union Tribune. He joins us now here in the Full Court Press. Mark, thanks for your time today. Oh, my pleasure. How you guys doing? Hey, we're doing well. Um, uh, just run out of the gates. Just um, you know, Dennis Dodd writes this story for CBS yesterday saying that the AAC is targeting four Mountain West Conference schools uh, to create some kind of a Western front, and San Diego State is included in that. Is that just AAC just trying to, people in their camp trying to say, hey, look, this is the place to be and this is what we want to do? Or is there legitimate interest from San Diego State saying, hey, we want to uh, be involved in this? Well, I don't want to speak for San Diego State, but I think I, I, I know enough to say that, that, look, they always have their ear to the ground. Um, they're, they haven't hid their desire to move on to bigger and better things and being in a, in a conference that has a better TV package that helps balance budgets because that's what you know, college athletics have become about. They're not about wins and losses. They're not about, you know, oh, let's get a great tennis coach. Uh, let's get student-athlete experience. I mean, it's all about all those things, but at the end of the day, it's about balancing your budget, and the best way to do that is to have a great TV contract, and that's why everyone wants to be in power conferences. They're making, you know, $40 and $50 million per year per school, and the Mountain West just increased, just tripled its 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 uh, TV contract from basically $1 to $3 million and, 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 and still are that far behind everybody else. Uh, and so they always have their ear to the ground. But when it comes to the uh, American Athletic Conference, the AAC, I think it's, I mean, J.D. Wicker, their athletic director, back when these rumors started back in January, told me actually at Utah State when we were there for the, um, for the basketball game, um, or basketball games as it was last year, said it's a non-starter for us. It's just not going to work. Um, we have nowhere to, you know, we're not sending all of our other teams to that league, and if, even if it went football only in that league, I, we're, we have nowhere else for our teams to go that we think is, is really a good fit. Uh, and so it, it, I don't think they're really that interested in it. I think they look at the landscape, and they think that the best conference that's not a power conference right now if everybody stays in it. And so I think they're spending more of their time convincing the other members of that than they are of trying to jump to the AAC. For you, do you think, because there's reports as well, that this is just the beginning of another wave of expansion, so if the AAC's not the fit, would San Diego State be interested in maybe this next round of potential Big 12 expansion? Oh, of course. I mean, that's where they want to get. But, you know, there's so many variables in that. Um, you know, I think some people are taking this notion that Big 12 is going to expand again out of context. All they're saying is they, they're not going to preclude another round of expansion. And the reason they're saying that, what I've been told, is that TCU in Houston, it's been reported that they were close to considering going to the Pac-12, and the Pac-12 looking to grab some teams in Texas and, and you know get a foothold in the Texas market. So if Houston and TCU go to the Pac-12, yeah, they'd have to maybe replace those. I don't think they're actively looking out to, to try to get more mouths to feed, because at the end of the day, every team you add is uh, you know another piece of the pie when it comes to TV rights. And what remains to be seen is what, what does the, the Big 12 command and TV rights. I, I think anyone out there thinking without Texas and Oklahoma, they're going to get $40 million a year per school uh, is delusional. Um, I don't think they'll get $3 million per school like the Mountain West, but I think it's going to be a lot closer to $3 million than it is going to be to $40 million. I think they're going to be shocked 
um, by the drop in value without Texas and Oklahoma in that league, even adding Cincinnati, Houston, uh, Central Florida, and BYU. I mean, maybe it's ten million, maybe it's maybe it's even twenty million. But um, at that point, they're going to be scraping together every every dollar they can, and adding more mouths to feed is not going to be high on their agenda. I think so. I think we're maybe a ways away from our expansion in the Big Twelve. So this San Diego State has been involved with these kind of discussions in the past with the Big East, and while it didn't seem logical to join because of geography, but certainly it did for opportunity, but then the Big East fell apart. I guess maybe that's why some people are bringing this up again, that San Diego State could potentially be a target again, that they may be open to that idea, to going to the the remnants of the Big East? Well, I think so. I mean, they're an obvious team. I mean, they're, they're very good in, in football. They're building a new stadium. It'll be done uh, next August. Um, obviously, their basketball record speaks for itself over the last decade. Um, they're they're really one of the, you know, they're, they're pretty much the best over the last decade, probably the most consistently good or best program on the West Coast, not named Gonzaga. Now, other schools have had better years here and there, but over, you know, over the whole decade they, they've been very consistently good they've gone to the NCAA tournament consistently uh, and so that's a big plus and I think that's why people keep bringing up their name you know the Big East they were going to go football only in Big East they were going to get seven million dollars a year I believe in in, in uh, TV money and they were going to put all their other sports in the Big West at the time that seemed like a logical thing to do um, as they look at it now with the basketball program I don't think they do that to their basketball program the Big West is, has really cratered as a basketball league. It's not a very good basketball league. It's a one big league. Uh, those schools are not putting money into into their programs. They're playing in gyms with, you know, laminated wooden seats. It's a bus league. And I just don't, I think that the basketball program has completely outgrown that. I mean, I think they were, had outgrown it when they, when they looked at the Big East, you know, almost a decade ago, but they definitely have now. And so there really aren't as many options when you look at the basketball program. And at the end of the day, when you look at San Diego State, yes, Football is the driving force in conference realignment and in TV money. But at a school like San Diego State, it's, it's at its heart, I believe, it's a basketball school. And, and you look at the success they've had, it's, it's, that's what its national reputation is. People don't know it for football. As successful as they've been in football, they know it for basketball. And, and I think they've they're kind of got to stay true to that identity. Uh, Mark, you brought up Gonzaga. You know, there were some uh, pretty hot rumors that Gonzaga was flirting with the Mountain West to join them, and then we thought maybe announcement would happen during a, the Mountain West Conference basketball tournament a year ago. It, it didn't happen. It didn't materialize. They backed out for various you know whatever reasons. But now with this conference expansion, there's uncertainty. There's opportunity here for conferences to make some moves. Would you think that uh, just from from what you're hearing, or if you heard anything, would that be Something to that that may be part of the discussion again, and if so, would that really help the Mountain West? Well, certainly, would in basketball. I think you know the other school that's kind of hanging out there is Wichita State, which joined the AAC in basketball for basketball. They don't play football, and and so you could see bringing together uh, Wichita State and Gonzaga into a, into another conference to really bolster the basketball. Um, at the same time, I mean. Yes, the WCC is, is not a great conference. It's better than the Big West. Uh, some years it's as good or better than the Mountain West. It, 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 it has its up and down years. You know, St. Mary's is a very good program. And having BYU, it was very good. And, and look, Gonzaga made the national championship game coming out of that conference. So it doesn't scare them to be in that conference. But 
the two factors that are out there that they could make Gonzaga reconsider would be one with this, with this alignment or this alliance of the Pac-12, Big Ten, and ACC. Is that going to include non-conference games in football and basketball? And is that going to uh, sort of soak up all the non-conference opportunities that that a school like Gonzaga, you know, relies on to build a to build a resume and and just keep sharp uh, for the NCAA tournament? Um, that may drive them into a better basketball conference now that BYU is not going to be in the WCC anymore. So I think it's a possibility. But I think right now, if you're Gonzaga, you're sitting there going, "Look, we cut this sweetheart deal. We keep." Most of our NCAA tournament shares for ourselves. The TV deal is basically built around us. The schedule is built around us. We only play a 16 game schedule. Most schools are going, most leagues are going to 20. We play a 16 game schedule, which allows us 15 non conference games to go get all these good games. As long as we can still schedule good non conference games, it doesn't matter where, what league we're in. So I, I think on the balance right now, they're probably pretty content where they're at. But, you know, maybe if a couple more dominoes fall, uh, you could see them coming and, and, and entertaining something with the Mountain West, but I don't. I, I don't think it's on the front burner. Along those lines, do you see the Mountain West then being more proactive or reactive to expansion? I, you know, right now I don't think they're aggressively looking at teams, and, and I, it's not to say they're not. I, you know, I spoke with Craig Thompson today, and and he said we're talking and strategizing. He didn't use the word aggressively approaching teams. And I think, you know, as we're speaking with, with some ADs and other people around the conference, the way they kind of put it is, look, if we find some teams that we think add value to our league, absolutely we go after them. But, you know, teams are in the group of five for a reason. You know, you're, you're, you're there for a reason. And when the, when, the, when the power conferences feel like they need to expand, okay, maybe they'll pluck one or two out of there. But, you know, you're in a, either in a, like a Boise State, I mean, very good football program, but they're in the 104th market, media market in the country. That doesn't bring value to a TV deal. And, and you know, San Diego State's in the uh, 27th to 29th market in the country, but they don't really own the market. I mean, USC and UCLA and the Pac-12 have a big presence here, and it's a transient community with people bring their allegiances from elsewhere. And, you know, you can go to a sports bar and there's a Nebraska sports bar and Oklahoma sports bar and, you know, all these LSU sports bars, they all, you know, there's, there's little pockets all around. They're, they're not all pulling in one direction for the ethics as big as this market is. And so uh, you're, you're kind of where you are uh, because of who you are and, and you're there for a reason. So, uh, you know, it, it's, um, I don't know that there's any schools that really add value to the Mountain West. And again, it's more mouths to feed. And so if you go to the TV execs and say, well, if we add this, you know, say we add SMU and Tulsa or SMU and Memphis, we poach them from the AAC, how much value is going to add to our TV contract? And they come back and say, none. Well, then why would you do it? You know, you're just adding schools. And I don't think, you know, I think the Mountain West probably made a little bit of an error when it expanded with a couple of the schools it got uh, previously. You know, maybe the smart play is to eliminate a few of those schools. I don't think the presidents have the gumption to do that. And, and Craig told me flat out today, uh, that's off the table. So if you're not going to eliminate anybody, I'm, I'm just not sure it makes sense to add mouths to feed, if that makes any sense. It just, it, it's, uh, they're kind of stuck with what they are. I think their best play right now is to stick together and remain as 12 and remain solid and become that next best conference and watch the AAC flail away. You talked about how Gonzaga has that sweetheart deal out in the WW, uh, WCC and, you know, as uh, being in Utah State country, 
pretty easy to figure out most people's feelings towards Boise State. But with the market that San Diego State's in and the fact that you highlighted the the bas- the football team saw, the basketball team is very good. Do you see these rumors benefiting San Diego State as a way to maybe negotiate more favorable treatment in the Mountain West? And if so, how? I don't think so. I think, you know, it'd be a little hypocritical for them to be, you know, behind the scenes upset about the, the carve-out that Boise State has and then ask for one themselves. I think, you know, they're just hoping that that will go away one day and they're just kind of living with it. I mean, that, that deal was, was approved by a group of presidents, many of whom are no longer in the Mountain West. And so when Mountain West presidents complain about it, they can say, well, you can try to attack it legally, but this is what your predecessors uh, agreed to. And, you know, at the end of the day, it's not a ton of money. It's $1.8 million. And every year that the, the TV um, pool grows and, and budgets grow, that becomes a smaller and smaller percentage of the overall budget. I mean, in Mountain West, it's still a considerable amount of money. You know, to a power conference school, that's a drop in the bucket. Um, I think the bigger problem is the perception of that carve-out. I mean, people have this perception that they have this special treatment. Um, and, and it probably was a mistake, and I think most people agree with it, but I think it's just one of those things they have to live with. And I, I think San Diego State is, at this point, is just trying to keep the league together and convince everybody that it, it isn't in their best interest to, to send softball teams to East Carolina, um, you know, just so you can say you move leagues. It, it, I, I don't know how that league, AAC, in its current state, uh, or in its future state, without Cincy, Houston, and Central Florida um, really brings any more value to you as a program than the Mountain West does. Yeah, we're talking to Mark Ziegler. He is a, uh, a beat writer and columnist for the San Diego Union Tribune covering the uh, Aztecs. Utah State doesn't have San Diego State on the schedule this year, which is probably a, a good thing because San Diego State looks really good early in the season. Uh, big showdown with another Utah team this weekend. Uh, I want to get to that in just one second, but first, uh, as you had mentioned early in the very beginning of the, the our discussion, there's a really big new stadium project going on in San Diego. How is that progressing so far? Well, the amazing thing is in San Diego, we never get anything built on time. Um, <laughs> there are just so many commissions and environmental impact reports and lawsuits that just slow everything down. I mean, Petco Park was, was, was open for the Padres years and years behind schedule. Uh, they never were able to build a new Chargers stadium, and the Chargers ended up eventually leaving. But what's amazing about this is they build it. I drive by it every few days. It's just coming. It's just growing out of the ground like a like a flower. I mean, it's just every time you go by, there's something else they've added. They've got the whole superstructure up, starting to lay in where the seats are going to be. Um, I think they're on schedule to open for the next season, and and it's going to be kind of a game changer for the program since it's going to be a really nice stadium. It's going to be their own stadium. It's a good size, thirty five thousand. Um, all that is really, really positive. Uh, it's going to be kind of a, you know, 20 years down the road, it'll, it'll be uh, annexed to the current campus. They, their plan is to expand the university from 35,000 to, to 50,000, kind of make it the flagship of the Cal State University system. You have the Cal State and the UC system in California, but of the, of the Cal State system, it, I think it'll be sort of the flagship campus and, and, and 50,000 kids, and, and it's three trolley stops between the existing campus and the new campus. So I think it's going to be Real cool synergy, and and the and the football stadium is kind of the anchor of that whole project. The downside is you got to pay for it, and it's a three hundred and ten million dollars stadium. At least that was the last we heard last year. Sure, it costs more now. I'm thinking it's going to be fifteen plus million dollars a year in debt uh, by an athletic department that has a fifty four million dollar a year budget, and probably close to half of that is subsidized by student fees or state tax dollars. And now you're adding fifteen million dollars or ten million dollars, whatever it's going to be of debt. 
that's going to be the big question is how do they pay for it? Uh, I don't think season tickets and, and, and uh, uh, seat licenses and suites are going to, are going to pay it all. So um, that will be the big nut that they've got to, they got to kind of solve. And then I just going to ask you about the, the game this weekend. Uh, San Diego State is off to a great start, but starting quarterback doesn't look like he's going to play this weekend against the Utes. No, they've got a backup, Lucas Johnson. They had a really good freshman out of Arizona who who's a big guy. He's a dual-threat quarterback, highly, highly uh, rated, and, and uh, he played in the scrimmage and, and looked the best of all the quarterbacks. He's listed now number two in the depth chart. He moved up a spot, or actually two spots. He was four, I think, at one point. And he may get some snaps, and that'd be the interesting thing to see. Um, but, there, you know, <clears throat> it'll be an interesting game. I mean, they, they struggled for a half against a awful New Mexico State team and then played better in the second half. They completely blew out Arizona in the first half and, and looks so-so in the second half. But Arizona's lost a zillion straight games and is, is really an awful program right now. Uh, but it was on the road and was a Pac-12 opponent. Uh, and I don't think Utah looked very good last week at BYU. And so um, the one thing I think that will not be in their favor is Utah is not going to take them lightly. I think one of the things that happens uh, with San Diego State, they can sneak up on some people because, you know, when you're in the Pac-12 and you're playing Pac-12 games against natural rivals and tough teams, you go, oh, well, this is just San Diego State. This is our breather. And then you get down there and realize they've got a really big line. They like to run and pound the ball and punish you, and it's a tough team to play against. So I, I, but I don't think that's going to be the case. I think Utah is, is fighting for its life. They lose this game. I think the season's pretty much over for them, and, and it's, it's a must-win on the road. Uh, I also think it's going to be interesting. You know, they're playing this game in Carson, in the in the uh, where the Chargers played and where the LA Galaxy plays. Um, and you know, there's not a lot of San Diego State fans going up. The first game had like 3,000 people in the stand, and I've been hearing Utah is going to have 7,000 people. They might outnumber San Diego State fans, so it might actually be a home game for Utah. Ooh. Just expanding on the quarterback issue, uh, obviously with the backup playing, uh, that poses a challenge maybe for the passing game. But are you confident after what BYU was able to do to Utah on the ground and how successful the Aztecs have been at rushing the ball to begin with that the Aztecs may be able to push the Utes around and kind of negate that backup quarterback downgrade maybe? Yeah, and, and Lucas Johnson's a running quarterback too. He just hasn't had injury problems. So the, I think they're going to be – he is not a passing quarterback, trust me. I think he, he might even come out of the wishbone for all we know. Um, they're, they're, uh, it, it's going to be, that's where the game's going to be decided. San Diego State's rushing attack. Uh, the two bells, um, are, you know, very, very good running backs, quick, shifty, and a big offensive line, a veteran, you know, experienced offensive line. And if, if, you know, Utah teams can stack the box and put eight, even nine in the box against San Diego State and take their chances in the passing game. Um, and that's what we're going to see. It's going to kind of be an old school. You know, they probably should play this game in, in a snowstorm to scrape off the goal line to see if the <laughs> guy got across because it's going to be a lot of running. Probably be a pretty quick game. And last quick question for me. Uh, the West Division in the Mountain West just looks solid, uh, maybe the UNLV notwithstanding. But uh, there are no off games in that division. I mean, that's that's tough this year. Uh, and that's uh, San Diego State's right in the mix with all that. They could win that division as easy, easy as anybody. Yeah, I mean, if you look at it's completely flipped from a couple of years ago because a couple of years ago it was San Diego State and nobody. I mean, Florida, Fresno State was down, Nevada was struggling, San Jose State was was you know historically awful, uh, and all of a sudden those three programs have turned it around. And obviously, San Jose State won it. Uh, Nevada might be the best team. They won at Cal already. Fresno State's playing UCLA this week. 
have already had a couple good games, um, look good at Oregon. Um, and, uh, and so I, I, you know, San Diego State could finish fourth in that division as good as they are. That's how good the other teams are. And it's just, it's crazy to see and see how the, the two sides of the Mount West have split. I mean, you have Boise State and maybe Utah State and the other side, and that's it. Everyone else is struggling. I, I'd hate to be UNLV right now and looking down that schedule is going, oh my gosh, when are we ever going to win a game? They might, not, they might never win a game. I mean, this might be, you know, this, this poor coach might, might uh, get fired before he wins one. Uh, it's true. Good point. Hey, great stuff, Mark. We, we appreciate your insights. I mean, this is uh, really interesting to see how this continues to unfold. Um, uh, and if, if these uh, Mountain West Conference schools take the bait or not, or if they just stay firm with where they're at and let logic decide, which sometimes that doesn't always work. But uh, we appreciate your insights and what's going on at the San Diego State perspective. Oh, my pleasure. I'm looking forward to my annual trip to Logan. It's one of my favorite stops on the uh, on the Mountain West tours. I just I love it up there. I, I'd love to be up there when it's not snowing too. But I'll take it when it's snowing too. It's, it's, it's beautiful. Yeah. This year you'll have to wait till yeah winter time before that trip happens. But anyway, thanks, Mark. Yeah. Appreciate it. My my pleasure. Thanks, Talk Mark. to you guys soon. Have a good weekend.